And welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beanstalk. You bet. We're here. The energy is tremendous in the gym. We're excited. We're excited. We're almost to the end of April. Summer is just right there. It's right there on the horizon. We're on the cusp. We're on the cusp. And with summer comes so many great things, as in not 40 degree temperatures, which is fantastic in theory. Uh, Blockbuster movies. It's crazy. Baseball on baseball on baseball. We're, we're just on the cusp. Oh my goodness. We are on the cusp. So let's just lean into it. This is great. And here's the wild thing, right? We live in this golden era, this golden age of entertainment. And so, gee dang it, we don't even need it to be summertime. And we're still being inundated with tremendous content. We have waited patiently, patiently, which is not a strong suit of mine to watch The Mandalorian Season 3. So we're stoked to talk about that. All caught up. So stoked. All in. I mean, what else should we talk about? Is that it, maybe? Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is coming out next week. Yes, another 3. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. By the way, I know it was thrown out. Were we going to do the movie marathon? Oh, boy. Yep. Haven't heard any genuine traction on that. So that died. So it seems pretty dead. (laughs) Good to know. (laughs) Seems like it's not happening where we'll do Guardians 1, 2, and then the volume the third. But that's great. Uh, I feel like we got another, another Flash trailer. Wow. Yay. I don't know how to transition that into a three. So the the three theme dies right there. Oh, there's like 14 Flashes in the movie and there's... Sure. Two Batman. Sure. Sure. Three. You know, certainly we can make the math work somehow. But regardless, I, I'm just I'm just delighted to be here. Delighted to break all this good stuff down with you. It's outstanding. My fellow Mando. It's great. Yes. It's yeah. fantastic. What? Like, okay. So you've got Mandalorian mm-hmm. armor, mm-hmm. the Beskar alloy. Mm-hmm. What, what shade, right? What color would you like? your armor to be because it's hard to go wrong with Din Djarin's just chrome. chrome that's a good look that's a strong look yeah uh poof. it's got to be either that I mean I think if you chromed out any of the colors that's also a, a solid option yes so yes. but I really liked black mm-hmm. and the white kind of looked sick unfortunately yeah. Right? The bad guys did look really cool. Yes, they did. And I don't know if those were supposed to be like advanced <laughs> stormtroopers or what, but... Right. They look good. I might... They look good. Oh, man. That's tough. I might go white. Yeah. Okay. I might go. Just because like yep. black, I feel like people are coming for me because sure. they're going to think I'm a bad guy because the, the Imperials just took black and yep. just made it their color. Right. So everything's black. Which is black. a strong choice. Like, well, I mean, it's a dominant color. It's usually evil. Yep. Yep. So. It's a pretty direct association. Right. So, but yep. at the same time, I don't know, like. <sighs> I'm feeling some kind of bronze, right? So nothing gold too, would be cool. Right. Something gold adjacent. Maybe not truly gold, but a, a little bit darker. Platinum. Ooh, wow. Wow. Blind Diamond. people. Just blind people. Right. Right. I mean, you, you go with black and now it's absorbing the sunshine. You're getting even more hot and sweaty than you need to underneath all that armor. So you want something that's maybe mildly reflective. I don't know. All right. And black takes the sun all the way in. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I mean. You don't want that. That's exactly that. what I mean. No, you're just cooking inside your armor. You look great. But you're a hard-boiled egg, and that's just no way to go. Well, and you can't go red either. No. no. They took red, no. they took black, and yep. they took white, which mm-hmm. are like the three like most yep. badass colors. Yep. Three pretty strong colors. Which is like- I feel one. good about my bronze choice. I, I do. There could be some accents in there that would you know really complement the bronze very well. Maybe like a foresty camo. Ooh. That way they don't see okay. me coming. Okay. Kind of a darker green. Yes. But Interesting. Only for that. when I'm in the desert. Okay. And then when I'm in the desert. Oh, you're saying you've got alternate units. Probably, probably like a snowy camo. <laughs> and then when I'm in the snow, then yes. it would be a sandy camo. Wow. And then we'll just. Okay. 
I really, I love the creativity of thought there. Good for you. I want to blend in. <laughs> but. Hey, proud of you. That's great. Well, we're excited to be here. The Mandalorian season three very recently wrapped up. So that is obviously going to be the main meat on this bone. But, uh, you know, in a very, very short time, as in one week, it's time for Guardians Volume 3. So it's going to be a treat to make our predictions for that movie, some of which will be wildly wrong. In fact, most of which will be wildly wrong, and maybe and a couple I will be right. hope so. Yes. I hope we're wrong. Yes. And then, of course, we also need to discuss the latest trailer for The Flash movie, which, spoiler alert, I think looks good. Riley? We thought so. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we dive right in, Riles, to Mandalorian Season 3. You and I both just burned through this season within a week's time, each of us watching the final episode the day of this recording. So it's very fresh mm -hmm. in our minds. Let's start very big, very broad. Overall, where did you come away? Did you like it? Dislike it? Neutral? Where you at? I liked it. Um, I liked how instead of it just being like focusing on Din this season, yep. it focused on their race as a whole mm -hmm. and like them retaking their home planet back. Yeah. It's kind of badass. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it seems like season four, it's going to go back to being focused on him. Sure. It feels like that really wrapped sure. up real nicely. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's cool. Um, oh man, what else did I like about this season? Well, I, I liked it too. Like again, just really broad. I, I enjoyed it. Right. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was good storytelling. I thought it was entertaining. I thought it built and continued to progress from what seasons one and seasons two had laid the foundation for. So I, I didn't feel like any of the the threads in this season were forced. I, I was pleasantly surprised, like you, that it wasn't just solely focused on Din and Grogu. Because I, I don't think I don't think there would have been any way for that to have topped what they did in season two. Season two is probably like the peak of what, hey, Din and Grogu as a team can be. And season two is spectacular. Right. And so they did need a a change from that. I think if you tried to bring the band back, so to speak, in season three, uh, especially given how season two concluded with what seemed like a parting of the ways for Din and Grogu, that just would have felt very, uh, very forced. And so I really really enjoyed, to your point, the broadening of the world, the bringing in of the remaining Mandalorian race, the retaking of the home world. I, I was delighted by the the bigger scale. And bigger is not always better. And I don't care necessarily to play the game of, well, compare season one to three to two. They're all chapters within the same story. So I, I really just enjoyed this overall. Well, I'm glad like Grogu's kind of actually growing in like yeah. usefulness. Yes. Because that's been my main concern sure. since they brought him back. Sure. Because it was like, why? He's a child. <laughs> but there's no like, utility there. But they would have been dead without him. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, he's useful. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm. also him driving a robot. That was awesome. I didn't know that's what I needed. <laughs> That was incredible. That's hilarious. It was so funny. I hated how much I enjoyed it. Because when you see him... I thought of you when I was watching right. it. I'm like, I think Ryan's going to like this. I think he's going to be annoyed that he likes it. It's correct. No, because when they pulled the robot in there the first time and they got the little dude manning it, right. I'm like, it didn't register at all. Oh, you didn't, do. oh okay. And then, okay. And then they threw I'm like, you're not throwing him in there. And they oh, got in God. there and I'm like... No. And then he's got a push button that he can like say yes or no. And I'm like, stop. And that's it, by the way. That's it. I was like, stop it. <laughs> and it, it was well executed. I, yeah, I it was. I can't it say was. it wasn't. So That's when you know it's well executed when it wins you over when you don't want I it to. I hated it too. I hate that I, I liked it. Yeah, no, that, that's a really good point though. Grogu... And this is a mark of good storytelling, especially in a TV show format where it's a longer form storytelling when characters progress, right? When they continue to grow from where they were when you first encounter them to where they are now. And and I say that and now I have the thought of, you know, in a in a certain way, I don't know, I don't know how much 
Din Djarin himself has grown. There's been some, but it's been almost more incremental. It's almost... He's almost been the straight man, so to speak. And you've got these characters around him that are more volatile, that that develop more than he does. Not saying he hasn't developed. He has. But it's just been a much more slow burn than than others. I think where he's growing is um, in the sense of like with Grogu mm-hmm. specifically letting mm-hmm. Grogu like actually kind of grow up a little bit yep. and actually yep. feeling less responsible. And hopefully by the end of the series, Grogu can just be a young Yoda. And sure. Just, just, I mean, we already saw he's got the athleticism. So got he, the hops, got the vertical, put him in the combine. So I really kind of hope he gets a lightsaber at some point. Mm-hmm. It won't happen because he's not a Jedi, <laughs> but like at the same time, like give the dude a saber. Cause that would be sick. But yeah, yeah, I digress. Like, I think that's where his character growth really, really yep. is there. And yeah, that was great. Another highlight for me, again, I, not that I knew I wanted this or would even necessarily enjoy it as much as I did. Uh, Bo-Katan Kreese, great character. Great character. She makes me want to go watch Clone Wars. Yeah. Because that's where I think she was introduced was Clone okay. Wars, the cartoon. Okay. So. Sure. It was so odd because I compare this to WandaVision. It's so funny. But as I'm watching this, I'm like, am I attracted to her? (laughs) And as it kept going, I'm like, I'm going, oh, yeah, no, I'm attracted to her. That's for sure. By the end of that that show, I was like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that's it right there. So, but like, that was the same with, uh, it was the same with Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah. Because, yep. In all the other movies, I'm like, I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And then in WandaVision, I'm like, she's actually kind of hot. And it's the same kind of thing. I'm like, am I attracted to her? Interesting. Mm. I'm starting to see your type. Okay. Very good. Very good. Yeah. (laughs) Her character was was one that was not a character that I expected to have that much time with in season three. Um, and she had a she had a good role in season two, but it wasn't an outsized role of any genuine significance. It was a clear supporting role, right? But in this season, she was allowed to be really the co, frankly, the co-star. Her character was arguably more significant than Din Djarin's. I mean, you could you could make the argument she was the main character of season three. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I enjoyed that. It didn't feel like a disservice to the character of Din Djarin. It felt, felt like an appropriate pairing of two characters for where they were on their respective trajectories. And it was really enjoyable to see Bo-Katan at the beginning of this season just, you know, desolate, hanging out by herself in a castle, which that never ends well, right? Don't do that. If you ever have that opportunity to just go live alone in a palace of some kind, pass on it, okay? Just a little pro tip from Peach. Uh, but then to see Din Djarin, like, bring her out of that and give her additional purpose, uh, it was great. It was delightful. It felt very both organic and and just worth following the progression of her character because she wasn't here's what was wild right she wasn't even seeking any kind of a change right she's just hanging out in the palace going well this sucks guess that's it and so for her to be drawn out of that place was that redemption arc that was great i didn't know i didn't know we were going to get that didn't know i wanted it or was going to enjoy it that much but it was outstanding i was going to say the same thing i it was very enjoyable to see her actually like step into the leadership role yep. that she was always supposed to have. Yep. So it'll be really cool. I hope in the next couple of seasons we really get to see Mandalore rise back up. Right, right. And yeah. Yeah. So that'd yeah. be really cool. Yeah. And uh <laughs> I continue to just really delight in the like the Western vibes of the show. Like it's it's great. It's great. It's Star Wars blended with a Western, which is awesome. And the cameos that we got in this season. Okay, so obviously there's Jack Black. That, that's the big name. First of all, 
I've said it before, maybe not in this podcast, but I will say it again. I'd love to you hear it. You throw Jack Black in anything, I'm probably going to watch it. Money. You want to put Jack Black in Star Wars? Great. Did I think he was going to be this? No, I thought they'd make him like a fun alien, right? Okay. Voicing a fun alien, right? But I like that you got to see Jack. Right. He didn't it's get awesome. covered in the alien makeup. Dude, it was just Jack. You want to make him Superman? All in. I'll give you all my money. Okay? Goodness. Make Make him Superman. Oh my goodness. Make Danny DeVito Batman. I'm in. I'm a hundred percent in. Okay? But like honestly, he could pretty much play anything or be a part of like yeah. a movie. And yeah. I think it just he just adds to it because I think he just mm-hmm. genuinely enjoys being in things. Yeah. And he doesn't detract from it. Like I don't find it distracting. No. In this he wasn't distracting at all. No. He's just like this fun, like former convict who's reformed. <laughs> And he's royalty, and he's like, mm, I can't handle these people myself, so I want you to do it. It was genuinely perfect. It was genuinely perfect. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I really, really enjoyed it. Lizzo, on the other hand, you could tell she doesn't act very much. It was okay, She, but she had very, like... It was just... The word I'm going to use is boxy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it felt like... Uh, it felt like a very... She gave me, like, 70s, 80s movie queen vibes where it was like you must go to the castle and save the princess kind of vibes you know what i'm saying like it's like are you reading this from the teleprompter yes (laughs) i'm ron burgundy like put a little little bit of yourself into it mario she's in another castle (laughs) okay all right but also the back to the future guy right christopher lloyd that was awesome doc freaking brown and the fact that he was a crazy separatist perfect Perfect. Even more hilarious. Perfect. It's cool to see that that part of the Star Wars timeline is still mm. there. Yep. Like we still saw the old yep. battle droids. That's yep. so much fun. Is that it was weird? that was great. Is it weird that there was a chase scene with one? Of a course. Bit. Sure. But like. But you you don't mind. Those are my favorite droids. <laughs> the ones that are all in the boxes. Right, the super battle droids. You but, bet. Yeah. And then you. I mean, always those dorky ones are hilarious, but <laughs> yeah, no, it was great to see like that. It, it's like honoring the prequels in a way. So I always Agreed. enjoy that. Agreed. No, it's a good, it was a good, uh, good nod. That's for sure. It's a, that episode was uh, out of the entire season, like the most, the most fluffy, right? Like it took a long time to get from a to be, which is, hey, we're on the planet where all these other Mandalorians are. We took the whole episode to finally get there. But I didn't mind it. I, I really didn't. I, I enjoyed enough of the Jack Black cameo. I enjoyed enough of Christopher Lloyd being in it. The battle droid chase scene. It, it didn't progress the story forward very quickly much at all. But compared to other shows, and I, I have a hard time explaining why, I think of like Loki, right? <coughs> that show got off to such a banging start. And then there was that, I believe it was the third episode. Lulled. Yes. It was just a, ooh, such a, such a scaling back of the tempo and the stakes uh, that it was just harder to enjoy. And for some reason, this one I didn't mind. See, this, this fluff didn't, I didn't really mind either because at least it showed Din and yep. uh, Bo kind yep. of like, their relationship like right. progress trusting each other yep. more as like yep. from you know one warrior to another but like what i still can't sure, wrap sure. my hand, hand hit my, what i still your can't dome wrap you can't wrap your my dome around. head around yes there we go <laughs> uh is like the weird and this is where i zoned out a little bit yeah in, yeah in, in the mandalorian was right the whole like subplot with mm, the i was just gonna bring that up with the doctor yep and the one girl yeah and you knew she was gonna Okay, I'm just going to say that right now. You kind of just... She knew. was bad news. It was she was eyeballs. bad news. But like, yep. they don't really explain why. And I'm assuming it was because they didn't want him to say any... Or like, they didn't want his research to get into the hands of anyone else. So they fried his brain. Yeah. But like, and it kind of hinted at it when uh, Moff Gideon had his clones. Right. But right. they don't really go in depth of why though. You just have to kind of, it's context clues almost. Yep, yep. A lot of indirect, um, you have to, as the audience member, you have to fill in the blanks a little bit. And that's uh, that's a risky move when you're 
when you're playing the long game, when you're drawing characters from season one, and by the way, like early in season one into the middle of season three, and there has been nothing well, I remember between him, there. Kind of. Yeah, I didn't remember her at all. I don't remember her at no, all. No, didn't remember her at all. Which I don't think was a mistake. I just think that was uh, again, it, it's difficult. Uh, and so I, I think the it was built up as a pretty significant subplot, and I think the payoff was underwhelming because if the whole point was to capture his research so that Moth Gideon could continue his cloning process there wasn't much payoff there like we never saw any of his clones take action right we saw them in their pods their what do you want to call it like their incubator pods where they're being grown but good grief then Jaren like blows them up so quickly thank god oh yeah we, we didn't need more of i'm not advocating to of wanting to see more of moth getting their more clones but it was such a they spent so much time in that episode right. on that subplot and the payoff was and because you spend that much time it feels like okay the payoff is oh that was it i think that was the biggest miss of the show at the same time i don't mind the effort being made there because it was a well-developed subplot the payoff just i think fell uh, fell short yeah i don't i i did i genuinely zoned out i lost interest for that that little yep. 25 i was like why is this a whole episode mm-hmm this mm-hmm. is not even like weaved in well, but <laughs> sure, it was a very abrupt turn. And I will say this: if someone's cloning someone else in Star Wars, they're probably the bad guy. <laughs> and by the way, by, by default, usually not good. First of all, they always go to clones. It doesn't matter. They always go to clones. The stormtrooper, the clone troopers that eventually turned into stormtroopers, right? And then for some reason, uh, the Chancellor decided to make a hundred oh, clones of himself. Gee, Christmas. <laughs> And then we have Gideon making clones. Right. I'm tired of clones, to be quite honest. Yeah, that we goes can, for we can move, everything. We can move on from that. That's oh for gosh. sure. Here's what I didn't mind though about that subplot. That the part that I probably enjoyed the most was it did explore the integration from okay, post imperial rule, establishing a new government, establishing a new structure. What do you do with the thousands, millions? of individuals that were part of the imperial infrastructure, how do you, I mean, there's no, there's not enough prison planets, I would assume, in the galaxy for all of them. So how do you, as a allegedly good-hearted new government, integrate them back into society? So I liked that aspect of it, where it showed kind of the, uh, the re the reprogramming almost. Like that was most compelling to me, where it's showing the doctor trying to, what do I want to say? Try and come to terms with who he served as an imperial scientist, who he's trying to serve now in the New Republic, and how he's just having such a hard time reconciling the what feels like similarities to him between the two. And yet one of them he's being told was evil, right? So that, that was good, genuine like character exploration. Again, the ultimate payoff as it pertained to this show about the Mandalorian uh, fell short, which was a bummer. But I did like that aspect of it. So that was that was neat. On the cameo front, okay, second to last episode. Did you ever watch the show Breaking Bad? No, but I know the I know a couple of the guys. Skinny Pete from Breaking Bad, one of Jesse Pinkman's homeboys was one of the Mandalorian survivors that had been living on Mandalore for oh, a coon's age. That's fun Yeah, you. really skinny white dude with the goatee. Yeah, I know. I think I know what you're talking yep. about. I wouldn't have picked that one up. Oh, I picked it up and I was like, oh, skinny Pete. It was great. It was great. And from Top Gun Maverick, Admiral freaking Warlock, he of just the golden voice. Oh, oh, like when he says, "Is that the captain?" Yes, yeah, and when he says, "To the forge," you're like, "Yep." No, no matter what, let's dude, go to the forge. That was the first thing I thought of when I heard his voice. I'm like, I would follow that man into <laughs> battle any day of the week. Yeah. Oh, and his in Top Gun Maverick, his voice every time is tremendous. That's it's awesome. great. So yeah. I, I was just delighted by those small pulls that again weren't distracting. They were just another layer of delight. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, I think, but those are the big ones. Obviously, Jack Black, Christopher Lloyd, 
Skinny Pete, Admiral Warlock. Did you notice any others? Any that stuck out to you? No. That, that was what I had, Riles. So, okay. Good thing on the cameo front. Um, I, I, I want to get on a little bit of a pedestal here because my understanding is this season is having some rocks thrown at it, right? Little right. rotten fruit. Okay. Pedestal time. I'm watching a baseball game before I come over here to pod. Yep. Okay. It's April. Baseball games in April, they don't matter, right? They they do, but they don't. They have the least amount of inherent significance of just about any baseball games throughout the year. Playoffs are not on the line. Everybody, every team is hovering around 500 except for, you know, two or three teams that completely suck and one team that's really amazing, right? So the athletics are garbage, the Rays are incredible, and everybody else is bunched up together. So I'm watching a game between the Blue Jays and the Mariners. I like tracking the Mariners. This is being played in Toronto, all right? Again, can't emphasize this enough. This game just, there's no inherent significance here, all right? Well, there's a fan, a Toronto Blue Jays fan, sitting behind home plate, as many fans do, okay, Rightly, every time the Blue Jays pitcher threw a strike, this guy celebrated so genuinely and so hard. Like, strike one, fist in the air. Yes, yes, clapping. Strike two, two fists, gazing at the heavens like, this is awesome. Like, what's going to happen if he strikes someone out? Like, is he going to go streaking? Like, he's he's so happy, but... It, but it was genuine, right? There wasn't anything goofy. It's the first inning, so I assume he's not uh, 10 sheets to the wind. I, I think this is all just genuine enthusiasm. And at first I thought, dude, chill, all right? But then I pondered it a little bit more. I thought, how great is that? That this guy is enjoying so much a strike being thrown, right? Like, the rest of us are here taking it for granted. Like, yes, yeah, this is what this is just what a guy does. But he's celebrating. Like, I got really overly in depth with this thought. Okay, so I'm gonna go too far down the rabbit hole. I'm gonna pull back out. Yeah, right. Yeah. But what if it's like this pitcher's, like it's a friend of the pitcher, right? And he knows, man, I knew this pitcher when he was five years old. I've seen him grow up into this hulking, just monster of a dude, and here he is throwing 95 mile an hour sliders that have this huge break to the right. And it's just, wow, that's incredible to see that progression from boy to man. I mean, that was the level of enthusiasm with which he was celebrating a simple strike. To me, a simple strike. And I started thinking about the Mandalorian. And I thought, you know how 20 years ago, okay, 25 years ago, when I was growing up and I was just watching the original Star Wars movies for the first time, they'd obviously come out, they'd been out for a little while, but I was just watching them. That's all we had, guys. Once upon a time, you just had the original trilogy. And man, it was mind-blowing. It was great. The lightsabers, the force, the good, the evil. It was tremendous, okay? And if you would have told me then that, hey, someday there's going to be six more movies, TV shows on TV shows on TV shows. And someone had described this Mandalorian TV show. I mean, th this is the stuff of genuine dreams once upon a time. And so what are people doing watching this and go, oh, this sucks? It, it, I'm not saying you have to be over the moon about it. But I feel like there is a problem where we are so oversaturated with these entertainment choices that we're poo-pooing and not appreciating something that's genuinely good. Again, I'm not advocating saying it's the greatest thing you're ever going to see. No, but it's really good. It's really well made. It's crafted at a high level. It's a good story. Man, if you're, if you're bumming out on this, what's it going to take? Well, I don't know if part of the problem was they thought that this was going to be very much like the first two seasons. Sure. And I don't know. The fact that they went kind of for this season pretty much with world building. Yep. Like this is a very yep. world building-esque yep. focus. It shows that the Imperials are using pirates to kind of mm -hmm. have these attacks on it's certain great. planets. It's great. And like they have their hands in everything a little bit, which right. that's what they do, right? So I don't know Agreed. if they just were like, oh, I want you to go back to... <laughs> Trying to get Grogu to the, the Jedi. But like, 
I don't know. But that's what I mean. Like, open your expectations up. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't have to line up with exactly what you think it should have been. If it's good, if it's different than what you expected, but it's still genuinely well made and well crafted and objectively good, like do yourself a favor and enjoy it. Like that—that that is actually a choice. You can choose to enjoy something that's good, even if it's not. You know, my personal preference would have been this. That's okay. Guess what? There's going to be more seasons of The Mandalorian, so there's a good chance that your preference gets fulfilled. But this is, we have to know where we came from. This is mind-blowing that we're getting Star Wars TV shows, live-action TV shows that are excellent. Star Wars fans have kind of just always been assholes is the best way to describe it. They are very nitpicky. Spoiled. Very entitled. Can't be pleased. And it's just like, calm down a little bit. Yep. Because, first of yep. all, to have Juan Carlo Despacito as the main bad guy in mm-hmm. two of the three Mandalorian seasons, are mm-hmm. you serious? Yep. That is badass because mm-hmm. he's great. And mm-hmm. also the idea that he's been on Mandalore the whole time. Terrific. Farming, or I should, yeah. say, I should uh, say mining. Yep. Mining Beskar mm-hmm. and building up these armies of Beskar armor. And he mm-hmm. wants to create clones that also have the force like, this dude's, like, smart. Good bad guy. And really, really worthwhile foe. We got stormtroopers that were worth a shit. <laughs> That's a good point. And on top of that, do you remember the three red Crimson Guard? Yes. That were there? Yes. Remember when they got yes. their asses handed to them yep. against Kylo Ren? Yep. And... Yep. Ray. Daisy Ridley, Ray. Ray, that's it. <laughs> Ray Palpatine, Kylo and Daisy. right? <laughs> they actually shined here a little bit. Yeah. So it's the like the action was so good. The action was so good. I this, this this has to be said. Maybe one of the top five deaths all time. Star Wars. Dude. Paz Vizsla, dude, gunning yep. a hundred stormtroopers down, and it takes three of the Crimson Guard. To finally take him out because he doesn't have a gun anymore. It, it was awesome. He took at it least three awesome. guys down with his bare hands. It was awesome. Before we get back to that, Do also it. the way that Do it. Din Djarin broke that dude's neck. Dude. on the, With the dude on the knees and just kind of popped him a little dude. bit. Dude. Badass. It was incredible. But yeah, Paz Bizla is a legend. He is a legend, and I hope in the next couple of seasons that man gets a statue because he deserves it. It was it was fantastic. And how about when Bo-Katan and the Armorer are flying around and Bo-Katan is just going to town with the Darksaber and the Armorer is just going like the mighty Thor? On all of it was freaking sweet. I would love to see... If there's a reason why she doesn't have a gun, but oh, she, you don't so, want her to ever pick up a gun, no, ever, but ever. But when she was taking out those pirates too, oh, like just oh, she just chucked it, yes, and then used the yes, tall. Like I'm like, oh, what? How? It's it's so like the highest respect. Like you have this functional tool that crafts, you know, high utility, best in the galaxy type armor, and oh by the way, you wield it. As a lethal weapon. Awesome. Yeah. The action is so good, Riley. Oh, it's phenomenal. So again, like, I- I'm serious. Like, if you're watching this, you're going, ah, yeah, ah, yeah, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. There is, there's something wrong with you. Hard truth here. Do yourself a favor and figure it out. Yeah. This is an Arby's commercial, dude. Where's the beef here? <laughs> there isn't any. Get no. out of here. Where is it? Where's yeah. the beef? You can't. There's no beef. No, you, you can't. You can't poo on this. This was, this was great. This was, at bare minimum, really stinking good. To me, if you didn't like this, we've had a couple conversations this week. Yes, that kind of follow these the longest lines. Mm-hmm. You have nothing better going on. Yep. Yep. You want to cause problems. Yep. That's how I view that. If you I'm, don't like this season, I can't figure it out. I don't disagree. You you couldn't if you can't pull back and objectively realize what has happened in the last several years with the Mandalorian even existing. 
as a TV show. Right. That's incredible. And it has crafted its own path. And because of what it has accomplished, which in and of itself has been worthwhile and tremendous as a self-contained story, the opportunities that is opened up for Star Wars, I think to really, we've talked about this countless times on this podcast, to thrive by leaning into the TV shows, getting away from feeling like, well, we got to put out a feature film. No, no, no. Do the TV shows. That is where I think Star Wars can continue to tell outstanding stories. Look, I'll just say this and we can end on you it bet. here if you like. Yep. But I trust trust in John Favreau My and goodness. Dave Filoni because these guys know what they're doing. They do. I want John Favreau to honestly be in charge of Star Wars. Why not? I don't know why they haven't given him the reins. He, sh- he should be the Kevin Feige of Star yeah. Wars, in my opinion. Yep. No offense to... What's her name? No, but, no. Kathleen Kennedy has had her opportunity and hasn't done well with it. So it's it's John and Dave's show. They're the guys. Totally so. agree. Cool. Good stuff. Yep. Well, we loved Mandalorian season three. Go <laughs> check it out. And frankly, this makes me want to rewatch seasons one and two. Uh, just to, yeah. And there's more Star Wars greatness coming. So I'm th- so thankful for the way they do the recaps mm-hmm. because. I wish more shows did the way helpful, right? Because yep. they also not only, and I'm not talking about just recaps from the episode before, but they also recap very nicely. Like, okay, here are the little bits and pieces you Correct. need to rem- remember from season one. Season Correct. Two. Yeah. That's so helpful for yep. me. Cause that's some totally... really good, really good context. Right. Yeah. No question. All right. Well, before we get into guardians, volume three, let's pivot here and let's discuss the Flash trailer. How about that? Another Flash trailer. Again, The Flash is not coming out until June, and yet here we are blessed with another trailer, okay? And I, I don't know from a footage point of view that we got much of anything in terms of footage from new scenes. There was new footage I think we're getting additional footage from the same scene. Does that make sense? In a lot of cases, like yeah. the same settings. Maybe um, a different angle. Yep, different angle, different lines of dialogue. Um, but, oh boy, Riles, for me, the the hype is real. My heart is wide open. I'm ready to be hurt again. Go ahead and just, you know, stab me with your Aquaman trident, DC. I'm here for it. This looks so stinking good. Like Ezra Miller, crazy good. Because he's crazy, but it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, that, that's where I'm at. Where are you at after having seen the trailer? I'll say Michael Keaton narrating. Oh, boy. Really sets the tone. But other than that. Oh. Dude, seeing one of the Flashes mm-hmm. in a broken Batman costume that he spray painted with the Flash logo... <laughs> It looks dorky, dude. I don't like that hey, at all. Hey. No, it's dorky. It's great. No, it's, it's great. It's dorky. It's great. It is terrible. It's fantastic. You couldn't come up with anything else? My God. It's fantastic. No. Desperate times. Desperate times. Clearly desperate. Clearly <laughs> desperate. I just... No, Michael Keaton, uh, my goodness. It's, you know, hopefully the trailers are not misleading in terms of how much of Michael Keaton we're going to get in this movie because my expectations are that we're getting a lot, that the majority of this movie is spent with our guy, Mr. Keaton. Michael Keaton better be the main supporting actor in this movie. Absolutely, and I think he will be. A couple things I wanted to hit on, okay? Firstly, did you pick up on the scene from the trailer where it shows Barry Allen sprawled out in a chair, getting electrocuted, that is straight out of the Flashpoint comic, which for some context here in the Flashpoint comic, Barry Allen goes to an alternate universe where he does not have the speed force. And so he recreates the accident that gave him the powers of the speed force. So he literally gets himself struck by lightning while being doused with the appropriate blend of chemicals that turns him into the Flash. Failed the first time. Didn't work the first time, got very badly burned. So I tried in round two, and it worked, fortunately. So that was a cool pull 
from the trailer. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Okay, it's there. It's there. Go check it out. Um, and then secondly, I am. It's probably going to be Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, but, but, for those conspiracy theorists out there, and I count myself as one of you. Not once has Michael Keaton's Batman been referred to as Bruce in these trailers. So I still think, I'm the conspiracy theorist, I still think it's going to be Thomas Wayne. That's who I think Michael Keaton's playing. I think it's too bold. I think it's too bold. Because I don't, to me, it doesn't make sense to give him the Batman 89 costume. or Perfect misdirection. Just for the purpose of misdirection. To fool everyone, except the dozens of us who are buying into the conspiracy. And again, I'm one of the dozens. There are dozens of us. And here we are. So. I don't want it. I just don't. I don't. I don't think he. I don't think he would be a good Thomas Wayne. I'm sorry. I don't think he'd be a good Thomas Wayne. I would have much rather seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I would have much rather seen Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Because that's who played. Ben, right. ben Affleck's dad, correct? Correct. That would have yep. made sense. And he's already good at that kind of thing. Don't disagree. Don't disagree. So that's a layup that they just missed if that's the case. So I, I, I'm I not going to hate it if it happens. And here's and here's the, the real truth, okay? I'm genuinely going to be satisfied either way. If it truly is Michael Keaton's Batman as, you know, Bruce Wayne, great. If it's Michael Keaton's Batman as Thomas Wayne a la the Flashpoint comic, also great. I'll be really happy either way. I think I think this movie is going to be a blast. I do. What where are you? Are you still a believer, hater? Excuse me, are you still a hater? Neutral? Are you at least neutral? No, you're just I I don't know. I have I have zero expectations and that's probably a good place to be. <laughs> I'm going into this thinking it's going to be a shit show. So I don't know. Well, what about the trailer makes you think it's going to be bad? Is it just Ezra Miller? Is it just Ezra? No, no. A trailer can be a lot of things. Of course. There have been a lot of great trailers. The Justice League movie had some phenomenal trailers. For shitty movies. And it was bad. Point proven. Thank you. So. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. I am not sold until I go. And then we'll see. Could my mind be changed? Maybe, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to be because of Barry, and it's not going to be because of Ben Affleck. It will be because of the one and only Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton in this movie is going to be tremendous. He is the I caring love, factor here. I love the fact that it's going to be Supergirl, not Clark Kent. Disagree. And we're going to, oh, oh, let's let's get on that hill. Let's fight on this hill. Another missed opportunity. Oh, it's great. It's great. Why? Why not? But why? But why not? Why would you not have one of the main Trinity in there? It's it was Superman. Alternate you, universe. And first of all, alternate universe. Okay, that's fine. But that's not Kara from the comics. Doesn't have to be. Whatever. <laughs> it should be Henry Cavill. Well, well, okay, of course it should be Henry, should be Henry Cavill. But either way, to me, it should have been Superman. Here's and honestly, Wonder Woman should be in this too. Sure. And so should have Aquaman. If this is going to be actual Flashpoint, which it won't be, but no. my point no. is, I just don't like it. It's just like, I don't like the idea that the the bad Flash is just going to be another version of Barry. Why is it not the reverse Flash? I think you're going to get the reverse Flash. We get a, we're not going to get the actual reverse Flash. You don't think so? You don't think you're going to get nope. your boy Eobard? Nope, it won't be Eobard. That's what that's what irritates me the most. We're getting a Flash movie, uh-huh. and we have zero confirmation. We're getting a real Flash villain. We've got Zod. Okay, okay. We've, we've sure. got Zod. Right, Superman villain. That's it. We've got Zod. So we think Zod's the big bad guy again, by the way, and Superman's not in it. As someone who hasn't seen Man of Steel, you can't harsh on Zod. Um, you I have be, to watch Man I can of Steel. Be angry. You have to watch Man of Steel I can before be, you speak ill of Zod. I can be angry that he's not fighting Superman. Well, sure. Yeah, that's where the anger is. <laughs> so it's just weird to me that we have a Flash movie 
and we don't have any of his main villains involved. Sure, sure. We don't have. He's got a whole rogues gallery called the Rogues and Reverse Flash. He's there. He's, He's there. there. Okay, so here here's my question to you: What is it going to take? You're coming in with what you say are zero expectations, which isn't true. You're actually coming in with low expectations. <laughs> what would it take? What does this movie have to do to bring you some joy? Two What's words. it got to do? Two words. Yep. Christian Bale. Well, I did not expect that. Interesting. And it's not going to happen. <laughs> Dude, all right, impossibly high bar. So let's imagine, let's imagine there's a realistic Dude, bar. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, if Christian Bale somehow shows up in this movie, even as just Christian Bale, I will walk out of the theater because I'm just going to be dumbfounded. I'm just going to be done. I'm going to be just done fall right out of your seat. I'm like, of course we got the third Batman in here because they had to match Spider-Man No Way Home. But I'm really looking forward as we get closer to the release date of this movie of doing the predictions for this movie. It's going to be a care. delight. I hope they all die. It's going to be a delight. But doing like the predictions. I don't know. For me, I just I don't we're not really getting a lot of for some reason. Yep. We've got probably three different versions of the Flash because I'm pretty sure the bad Flash is just called the Dark Flash. Okay. Which. Okay. Don't even get me started. But I won't. So we have three alternate world flashes. Sure. Like, why do we have three alternate flashes to to? Guess we'll see. Batman. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess that's where I'm at. I'm looking forward to it. Here and here's why. Okay. I don't think, and this is where I, I'm going to say this out loud, fully understanding that I am. It's a good chance that I'm wildly wrong here. Okay, I don't think this is going to be a hot mess of a movie in terms of the story. I think the story is going to make sense. I think Michael Keaton as Batman is going to be a treat. And that's all. That's really all I believe at this point. Could be wrong because there is precedence for DC putting together hot mess stories. So certainly could happen here. Certainly could. If I'm being honest, it's a toss up. <laughs> but I'm choosing to believe, I'm choosing, aware of all the all the odds, I'm choosing to believe that it's not going to be a hot mess of a story, that Michael Keaton's Batman juxtaposed with Barry Allen's various flashes is going to be just a doggone delight. So that's where we're at. Flash trailer. It was great. I'm here for it. I'll watch it all. I'll, I'll just watch it over and over again every day. Well. Love it. If you want to start your day off wrong, <laughs> you do that. All right, you bitter old man. Let's pivot. Back in my day. Pivot, as we get off of Riley's lawn, to Guardians Volume 3. Hey, here's something we can agree on in terms of we're looking forward to it. How yeah. neat is that? Yeah. That's really great. Let's let's bring the group together. Let's, let's be unified. All right. So we're a week out from the film. So per usual, we need to do some predictions on who we gonna think, who we think, excuse me, is going to live, who we think is going to die, and other just general takeaways, Riles. So let's run through first of all the roster, okay, of our beloved guardians for who do we think is gonna live and die. Let's start from the very top. First guardian that we encountered from Volume One, our guy Star Lord, as played by Chris Pratt. Go and get your love. Okay, we're good. That was great. Yeah, thank you. I was here for that and totally worth it. I try. What do you think? Star-Lord, living or dying? Question, because I yes. can't remember yes. after the second movie. Did he still have his... Lost him. Gone. Okay. Gone. No, I'm doesn't have his super dad powers. I'm 50-50 on it, Okay, but I'm going to say live. Okay. That could go either way. I'm going to go 51% dead, 49 alive. Feels like he's dead. I think you're dumb to kill him off, but that's that's personally me. I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I, it makes more sense to keep him around, but I, I have this hunch that he toast. He gone. 
I feel like he's going to get to, like just disintegrated, too. Ooh, that'd be kind of awesome. It'll be like a stab. Wow. He'll go out like Iron Man. Okay. But on a Guardian level, not on a... Yeah. That's where, that's where I'm at with that. Okay, so you think Star-Lord is living. But that's I'm, great. I do think he'll live. That's yes. fine. Okay. Uh, Gamora. Now, here's a little... This is a little tricky, right? Gamora has technically already died. But she gets to come back. Thank you, multiverse. So she's had her multiversal resurrection. I, I think she lives. I don't think she dies a second time, I also right? think she lives because I think it's weird if you kill her again. Yep. Yep. She's, she's already had her death. Sense. She's already had her death. That would just be <coughs> odd if right. Gamora dies again. Okay. So Gamora, alive. Drax? Dead. Dead. That dude's dead. 100% he's, dead. He's going to get a hero sacrifice. How wild would it be if he dies like in the first 10 minutes? That'd be ballsy. That would be so disappointing. That'd be super ballsy. Oh. And I don't think it will happen, but. I I might, like, if that did happen, I would probably just be so upset I would walk out. Right. I They need to give him a good farewell, but yeah. he's definitely dead, for sure. I hope he... I shouldn't do this, but I am. Expectations. I would love to see Drax go down in the same way. The same, like, level of gravitas, like, badassery, taking bad guys down with him on his way out. As did, oh, I'm blanking on the main Paz Vizsla. Thank you. As Paz Vizsla. That's the weirdest name ever. I it is. I, for forgetting. No. But I, you for pulling it out. I ingrained his name mm-hmm. in my head by well typing it into Google. <laughs> so the Google's I worked. wasn't going to forget. So that, that's all I ask. I just don't want Drax to go down in a explosion. I think he will. Mm-hmm. I trust James Gunn to give him a good death. So I'm okay. not super worried about it. I could see yep. him getting like... He needs to be a freaking samurai death. Yeah. I can also see him getting like shot a couple times. Sure. And then him just fighting through it. Yep. Yeah. That'll, yep. Be, that'll be his death for I'm sure. all for it. I'm yeah. all for it. No, I agree. Yep. But yeah, he... Oh, I'm going to miss him. Okay. Uh, Groot. The Alive. tree. Alive. They can't kill him off again. Yeah, kind of the same as Gamora, right? Where he's died, come back as a sapling, and but regrown. Also, they kind of, with him, they're like, it doesn't matter if he dies, because he can just come back yeah. with a twig. So right. it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Har- I think he lives. Yep, I think he's alive, too. Okay, we're keeping more of these alive than I anticipated. Um, Rocket? Dead. I am so pissed off at the amount of... Of, have you seen the movie posters? Oh my gosh. You need to look up Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Is it going to make me posters. mad? They are like all like rocket focused. Interesting. Like obviously he's like the main character of this movie it feels like. Because they're like going to go into his origin. His origin. Stuff. Yeah. But like yeah, yeah. dude. Look up the promotional posters. I, w- I will look up right now. It's just. It just screams that we're going we're to. We're sending k- rocket out. Rocket's dying, and it's going to be so sad because he'll probably sacrifice himself for Groot, just like Groot sacrificed himself for Rocket. Yep. And for some reason, I think Rocket's going to live. I want him to live. Okay. But he's dying. Okay. You're convinced because of the marketing. Oh, my. This these this is some of the marketing, okay? Let's see. Um, Let me find. I'm trying to find the ones that I'm... Okay, so this one, for instance. Yep. This one, it's the one with all their feet, and the sure. only one you can see is Rocket. Full body is Rocket, and, and everybody else's feet. ahead of everyone else, and then you have Cosmo's the other one, but he's sure. behind, but he sure. or she's behind him. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. There's another one, too. You're just like, why so are you So it just feels like they're showing? setting up a uh, It's like this one right here, for which is all Rocket, yep. and it's like him growing up, and you're like, oh, he's walking to his death. Okay. Okay. All right, so you've got Rocket out. I've got Rocket in. This one? Yeah, it, it feels <laughs> it feels like they're... I, I don't disagree with your read on that situation. All right, let's keep moving. Nebula. Dead. I think so, too. I, I, I do think it's time. Bon voyage. Yep. Uh, it feels like it's going to be... It's going to be time. Yep. And she'll die saving her sister. Okay. And that's how she should go. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mantis. Live... Just because it's hard to see, like that would just be rude, right? To to kill Mantis. I don't think that now. This might sound kind of, sound kind of bad, but I don't think at this point in time her death would have any weight. I think it would be just like if she if she died, it would just feel icky. It'd be like, oh, come on, 
it's like in movies or TV shows where where a kid dies. <coughs> I, I'm serious. Like it just feels like I hate I hate those I hate those scenes whenever it happens. Um, okay, so like in Grey's Anatomy, which my wife insisted that I watch with her, I stopped watching it with her. Because there are too many freaking episodes where kids died. I'm like, this sucks. This makes me actually sad. I and that's not what I'm going for here. It's just real life, man. Nope, nope, nope. Not no. Hard pass. Hard pass. The most was it the most recent Clooney Fest? One of our most recent Clooney Fest. There is a scene in one of the movies with George Clooney and with Matt Damon, where Matt Damon has a kid <coughs> who dies like just in a horrible accident, and it just sucks. And that's what it would feel like if Mantis died because she's just this, I understand she's part of what is supposed to be a, you know, badass mercenary group, but she seems like the most harmless out of the whole crew. It's like, if you kill her, that's just mean. So, eh, yeah, she's got to, she's got to live. All right. How about our guy Craglin? Again, like. Weird. I don't think I so. I think he's I think he's dead. I mean, it again, I wouldn't be too beat up about it though. Like well, if he did die. Sure. You know. I, that that's one it's kind of like Mantis where Mantis where it's like I don't think there's enough weight there if he dies. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to have a lot of time in the MCU. I think his brother's going to keep him really really busy. Yep. So, yeah. he's yeah. already playing. That's two that's characters. all the where I'm I'm at with it. Like he's transitioning <laughs> to DC with his bro. He's yeah, out. So he's dead. He's, he's out. already Calendar Man. He's already Weasel. Yep. He's going to be the soldier dude. So yep. he's he's got too much going on. Yeah, totally agree. Okay, couple non-Guardians. All right. Adam Warlock is being introduced in this movie. Is he going to live beyond this movie? Yes. That's I agree. Just, that's just stupid if they bring him back. That'd be incredible. Him. That would be incredible. I mean, can you imagine if they did that with... A really awesome character like Gore the God Butcher. That would never. Okay. Moving on. It's true. It's true. All right. Uh, How about our boy, the high evolutionary, the big bad in this movie? Is he. Usually they die. He feels dead. He feels dead. Yep. Rocket will kill him. Mm -hmm. They'll die together. That has been the pattern in the Guardians movies. The bad guys, I, I have to say, in the Guardians films, I've found to be mostly worthwhile bad guys. Ronan was done dirty. He shouldn't have died after the first movie. Uh, too too worthwhile, too formidable of a character to have perished in movie one. Um, Ego, the living planet, I suppose by that same logic, also too formidable, but I was also okay with but him dying. The Didn't bond, mind it. I, like the bond he had with like Star-Lord and yep. that made it worthwhile. Agreed. And I think... I think that's what's going to really shine in this movie is this relationship with the man who tortured Rocket for all those years yep. and made him into what he is. Yep. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think he's dead, though. Yeah. Yeah. Feels feels pretty dead. Three for three. I just can't Guardians see them doing guys. anything else with that character after Go on. this. Yeah. Don't see how you'd keep him around. Feels very Guardians-specific. Right. So... Okay, any other characters you wanted to uh, um, to provide predictions on? There is Cosmo, the dog. That's not a real member of the Guardians. Well, if they, I don't care what the marketing but says. But if they kill the Pets dog. Pets are not people. If they kill the dog, there will be riots in the streets. <laughs> you just don't kill a dog. So. Bye-bye. You think Bye-bye, the Cosmo. dead? But he dies the same time as Drax. No, he actually won't die. Of course not. The dog, the dog will live. For yeah, sure. the dog will live, and Drax will die. Great injustice, and in then, other words. And then there is Rocket's lady friend. That's an otter. Interesting. Sure. Uh, sure. Dead. I can see her dying. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Very much dead. Very much. She dead. might already be dead. No, no, that's not true. Yeah. Yeah. No, she's definitely gonna die. Yeah. I think that's everybody. Yeah, that's great. Okay, there we go. We put the predictions on the record. We'll have to recap and see what we got right and what we got wrong. Probably mostly wrong, but that's why we do it, because it's fun to be wrong, Riley. It's very fun. All right, it is time. It's been a piece. It's been a piece. We've had a bit of a bit of a time away from the classic JP and the Beans top five, but it's time to bring it back. So many brackets. Oh. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't want to see another one until March. Deal. Deal. Yeah. You have yourself a bargain, my friend. 
Well, what we would like to do for this particular version of the JP and Beans top five is provide for you the top five Guardians characters that we would prefer to continue to see in future MCU films, shows, what have you, uh, as opposed to them being dead and no longer available to us. These are our top five Guardians characters that we want to continue to see. So not our predictions for who we think is actually going to be alive, but just top five for who we personally prefer to see or stick around. So I'll go first. On number five is Star-Lord. I enjoy Chris Pratt as Star-Lord. He's a perfect fit for who the character is ostensibly supposed to be. Really, it's just Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt. And that's great. Great. So my number five, Star-Lord. Keep him around, gang. My number five is Starhawk, a.k.a. Sylvester Stallone. Ooh. Because who doesn't like seeing Rocky in space? Sure. That's it. That's sure. all I got. And Rocky also, in space. Because, you know, he's got the classic OG Guardians with uh-huh. him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'd like to see more of him in this film. He, he's, and he is going to be he- in it. He's teased heavily in volume two. And he's going to be in it. You bet. So. Okay. Yeah. Love that. Okay. You're number four, Riles. Ooh. Good pull for number five. I like that. I'd like to see Yondu come back. Oh, he's dead, but yeah, it'd be kind of cool. It's okay. This is, this is dreaming time. I would like to see him go to more of the classic comic though. Like instead, you know, he has the bow and arrow kind of thing. Okay. You know, I I honestly didn't know. I always assumed it was the, uh, the dome. (laughs) I mean, it's a cool change. I don't know what to call it. Like, but it would be cool to just see him come back in, even if it mm-hmm. was for like five minutes. Sure. So. A little bit of Yondu. I would, here's, what I'll, here's what I'll give you, okay? A little blend here in the prediction in the top five. I'll bet you we get a flashback featuring Yondu. That's what I'm I guessing. So. Well, it's it's funny because these first two picks, I just want to be different because I, I... It's great. I Come want, on, you. you know, and that's, Provide that's, the variety. Because I just feel like the other handful is like... Hey, yeah. that's great. My number four is Mantis. I've enjoyed her. Now, she's not a what I would prefer like as a give her a primary role necessarily, but she's a good a good flavor, good change of pace. Uh, I, I enjoy what she brings to the group. So Mantis is my number four. My number three, and this goes very much against what I predicted, is Nebula. I do think Nebula is toast. However... I think it would be enjoyable to see Nebula continue to integrate into the Guardians and take on a more significant role and just open up a bit. Be a little less cold and stiff. Nebula, number three. My number three is the walking tree himself, Groot. Mm. Because he's such a cool character, and now he's swole. And I want to see more. He's put time in the gym. Right. Yeah. Yeah, let him reap the benefits. I would love to just see him throw it around. Sure. You know? sure. And also, you know, I just think it would be fun now that he's jacked. To go up against, like, they just have this brawl, and it's like him, Hulk, thing, and mm. just mm-hmm. let him fight. Okay. That's great. I don't know. Yep. Little throwdown. But I love Groot. Good number three. Number two. Deuce. Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. Because I think he's so important to the Guardians franchise, and because obviously I love Chris Pratt. How can but, you not? But, like, there needs to be a leader moving forward in the Guardians, and... As much as I could see Gamora doing it, Mm -hmm. she's just, I don't think that role is for her. Mm -hmm. I just think Star-Lord was destined to be that leader for them. And so it's just, who's the leader if he he leaves? It's either Gamora or Rocket. And I'm like- a huge void. I don't know if I want either, neither one of them- Yeah. Thrives well in those situations. Thor, I guess, right? Point exactly. (laughs) So. So, yeah. Keep Star-Lord. All right. My number two is Rocket. He's wild. (coughs) He's a technological genius. He brings his own brash sense of humor that I do resonate with. I'm okay with. So, I'd like to see Rocket stick around. Again, I don't think he's going to. I think he's toast. But. Who knew who knew that I would actually care and enjoy a freaking talking raccoon as much as I do? So Rocket, my number two. My number one, listen, it's Drax. I have been delighted with Drax the Destroyer. All-time great comic book name, by the way. 
But I've been delighted with that character ever since the first Guardians movie where whilst fighting, just laying fools to waste, the dude's laughing the whole time. It was hilarious. He just genuinely gets mirth out of throwing it down. Drax Destroyer. That's my number one. My number one is the raccoon Mm -hmm. rocket. Mm -hmm. Dude, I can't like... If they kill him, which I think they will kill him, to me it doesn't make logical sense because yeah. he's one of the few characters that you can recast anytime. Oh my. Just keep him around. Yep. You know what I mean? Not saying, yeah. not taking anything away from Bradley Cooper's performance because Bradley Cooper does a phenomenal job to the point where I forget sometimes it's Bradley Cooper voicing that raccoon. Which just leads right back into your point, though, as far as, hey, recasting. Nobody's going to watch the Guardians going, I can't wait to hear Bradley Cooper as Rocket. Like he, he does well. It's effective. But it's not a. It's not Bradley Cooper as Rocket Raccoon. It's Rocket Raccoon. And even on top of that, too, though, it's like to have not, the heart of a team mm-hmm. be not a real person yeah. that you can CGI. To me, they stick around. It, it's pretty easy too, to, right? Dumb not to. That yeah. goes for Groot too. <clears throat> You're telling me you can't replace Vin Diesel as Groot? Oh my gosh! No offense. Oh my gosh! Vin Diesel, good for you, dude. You're making a crap no, ton of money. Not off good that. for that guy. Screw but, that guy. <laughs> are you kidding me? But my point is, like, those are two characters that if you kill off and you just keep them dead, I just I don't see the point of wasting those two characters. Yep. Do if you want to do like get rid of the guardians for a little bit and have those two do their own like series. Mm-hmm. I think they would thrive there, mm-hmm. but that's just my opinion. Yeah, so no, don't disagree. Awesome, good to bring the top five back. All right, Riles, that's another phenomenal pod episode. Is there anything else you want to hit on before we conclude this fine evening? Um, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited, and the Batman the Animated Series is all coming to Netflix. So Come on. Next month. Love that. I'll be watching the Batman the Animated Series. Love that. I've already watched Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. It's nice fantastic. Job. Nice but job. It's been a, I don't know if I've ever watched it. Well, I definitely haven't watched Batman all the way through. Sure. And that's supposed to be like the most iconic. So It's worthwhile. Fun fact. Good pull on your part. Thanks for the plug. That's great. Thank James Gunn. <laughs> Thanks, Jimmy. Appreciate you. Through the update. Love it. But. Love it. Good on you, James. All right. Let's do it. Wrap it? Wrap it, baby. So, on that note, mm-hmm. if you like this podcast, go look us up on YouTube mm. at JP and the Beans Talk, where we just do this all day. You bet. Uh, we are releasing on Mondays now, so I have more time to edit um, because my schedule got dinked because of volleyball. So it was my fault this time. And we want you to start your week off right. So you're welcome. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Bring that heat to that Monday. Mondays, 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. new time. You're welcome. Hey, don't forget it. You're welcome. Then, yes, tomorrow on TikTok, Magic Beans Productions. You yep. can go follow my other YouTube. That's Magic Beans Productions. Do you, it. You go do that. And I think that's it. Thanks for listening, you guys. Watching whatever it is you're doing, both. That's fantastic. We appreciate you. Yeah, Mm. we do. Godspeed. Peace.